The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded July 28, 2023. Enjoy! Welcome to the August edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Kate, can you believe this is our 99th Life in the Tax Lane? So, thanks to the Screen Actors Guild going on strike and us being the high pinnacle of entertainment <laughs> in the market today, we have every chance of getting to issue 100. This is all you canceled. get this month, hey, Hugh? <laughs> it's as good as it gets. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> We're having too much fun here. But let's talk about some of these issues. First off, these first home savings accounts. We've discussed this in the past. One issue that came up this month we found interesting is the whole concept that more and more advisors tend to be advising their especially higher income clients. Maybe you want to set up one of these first home savings accounts for your 18-year-old child, get that maximum $8,000 contribution in each and every year for the first five years, maximize a planning under the FHSA. Just a reminder that that FHSA can only stay open for 15 years, after which if you don't withdraw it on a non-taxable basis, you got to figure out what to do with it. And if you open it up at age 18, that means when you hit 33, you got to figure out what to do with the plan if you hadn't bought a home. And we actually referenced uh, a report in an article in the show notes that said the average age of a Canadian to buy a house nowadays is 36. So we really are questioning, you know, is that the best advice to set up that first home savings account for the 18-year-olds? Maybe, maybe not. A lot of issues to consider there, that's for sure. And mm. uh, there may be, in 15 years, a lot of demand for housing so that I can get my money out real quick. Uh, <laughs> Kate, one thing that we didn't have a lot of demand for from anywhere but the government would be more disclosure of tax planning strategies. Uh, most people I talk to don't really want to wave their hands in the air and say, hey, CRA, I'm doing some good planning to save myself some taxes. Did you want to come and take a look at that? <laughs> but internationally, there's an awful lot of push to create disclosure requirements for what's perceived as perhaps aggressive or abusive tax planning. And uh, our rules in that regard, mandatory disclosure requirements, got massively upgraded following budget 2021, but it didn't get royal assent until June 22nd, 2023. Now these rules are out there. And within 90 days after signing on the dotted line, I as the taxpayer may have to file a disclosure form. And anyone who advised me may have to file a disclosure form with some pretty big penalties if we don't get those filed. And we're kind of following suit to similar requirements in the US, the UK, Europe, mm -hmm. Australia. It's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. But what we're realizing now is, notwithstanding, it's pretty lengthy legislation. There's a lot more questions than answered. CRA has sent out some web pages with guidance on the rules. Those were only released very recently. They've updated the forms. So for anyone in the tax planning business, you probably mm -hmm. want to have a look at CRA's interpretations and uh, make sure that with that 90 days ticking, well, only things that happened after royal assent have to be disclosed. So we can't be late yet. But so, we're talking about mid-September when these things are going to have to be filed on the first tranche. 
It's scarily coming up very quickly. We're going to switch gears, talk about proposed changes to the alternative minimum tax. Now, while um, the stuff that Hugh previously talked about, that is the law, that is the way it is, it is legislated. These alternative minimum tax changes are not legislated yet, but it may impact some of the planning that we are doing today, tomorrow, till the end of the calendar year. So what are we talking about here? Well, under the alternative minimum tax regime, you figure out what the tax would be owing for an individual for a trust under this regime. You compare it to what the tax would be owing under kind of the normal income tax regime. And if that AMT number is higher, you owe that tax. And what we see are the computations, the tax rates under the AMT regime, they are proposed to change significantly. The tax rate proposed to increase from 15 to 20 and a half percent. The income on which you apply that 20 and a half percent tax, that's going to be broadened by reducing deductions, credits, those type of things. Now, one thing that some taxpayers are looking forward to is the standard exemption. Under the old regime, if you had that base AMT um, kind of income, under that 40,000 threshold, you weren't subject to AMT. However, what we see this year is that $40,000 base exemption is going to be quadrupled, over quadrupled, up to about 173, 174,000 in 2024. So going forward into the future, many of our clients that aren't earning or don't have that AMT base above that number won't have an AMT issue. One of the challenges we're seeing, though, is that the existing rule that trusts that are not GREs don't have access to that base exemption, that has not changed. So moving forward to 2024, when these new rules are proposed to come into effect, with that broadened base, with that higher AMT tax, we're going to have more trusts that are non-GRE trusts that are going to have AMT problems, even if they're carrying on just regular transactions, non-abusive transactions, by virtue of the fact that they don't get access to that base exemption there. A couple other items we're seeing as we look at these proposals, uh, capital gains particularly impacted. Under the proposed changes, the capital gain inclusion rate under the AMT system, that would be increased from 80, as it is existing today, up to 100%. Uh, so more inclusion there. Also on the donation side, a number of proposed changes, which would give you less bang for your donation buck under the proposed AMT regime. So if you have the ability to time income, to time donations, maybe you want to think about in some cases it's preferential to accelerate that to this year. In other cases, it's more preferential to defer it. So you're in the new AMT regime. Whatever is the case for your clients, we've got to be thinking about timing issues. Now, Hugh, what sometimes else do we, got? we don't yeah. necessarily agree with everything CRA does with their tax. Nah. And we got to remember that we got some pretty strict deadlines imposed by the tax legislation. If I get an assessment or a reassessment, I got 90 days to file a notice of objection. And that's ultimately the prerequisite to go into court. Hopefully we don't end up there, but uh, hopefully we don't lose our appeal rights. Now, I get a little annoyed with CRA because in recent years, it feels like they've been more and more saying, don't worry about that 90-day deadline. We can still reassess your return after that. So you can just keep chatting with us. And 
We saw the downside to that in a recent court case. This fellow was trying to get CRA to make a change to his return. And he was communicating with them. According to him, they led him to believe that he didn't have to take any other action until they made a final decision. Well, during that time, not only did the 90 days pass, after that 90-day deadline, you can apply for an extension to file an objection. Mm -hmm. But that's got to happen within a year after that 90 days expires. He let that deadline pass as well. Now he's in court fighting over the right to object to this tax assessment. And the judge said, you know, it really does look to me like CRA provided bad information, whether intentionally or accidentally, but my hands are tied. The law is clear. If you pass that date, you have no objection and no appeal rights. So I think the answer to me is don't let even that 90-day deadline expire. Even if you're still talking to CRA, file the formal objection. Yeah, that's fantastic advice, too. We're going to switch gears. Another change that we have been preparing for for actually a couple of years now, these expanded trust reporting rules, more trusts are going to have to file trust returns and more information is going to have to go on to those returns. Welcome spring 2024. Four, that's going to be the first year where we have to get those uh, more trust returns in that broadened information. So first off, if you haven't looked at the rules, please do so. What we have this month is a brand new schedule that has been released, Schedule 15, that all trusts will need to fill out under this new regime. And it basically provides a detailed listing of all the trustees, settlers, beneficiaries, controlling persons for the trust, and all of that associated information in there. So I don't think Schedule 15 and the requirements in there come as too much of a surprise. But if you have not got yourself familiar with these new rules, definitely do so. You probably also, hey, Hugh, want to take a look at this new Schedule 15 before the new rules come out. Well, adding to that, Kate, for those who are in practice and deal with trusts, be prepared for a lot of extra workload mm -hmm. in the first 90 days of 2024 because all those trusts will have to file this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So heads up there. Thank you for joining us today. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2023. All rights reserved.